Welcome to the Maple Grove Scripture Reading Podcast, Episode 6, Leviticus 14 through 27. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Scripture Reading Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Spencer, and today we're going to be talking about Leviticus. Don't forget to continue the conversation on the Episode 6 page at our website, maplegrove.church. Now last week uh, in our podcast, we finished talking about the book of Exodus, and we started to scratch the surface on Leviticus. Well, this week we read the rest of Leviticus, and we're going to be discussing some of my observations. So let's go ahead and jump in. Now, if you're like me, then I know you may have had a little bit of trouble getting through Leviticus. You know, in our modern eyes and our modern culture and how we read, honestly, this book, not the most exciting reading. But I think it's still important because it does give us a glimpse into the early Israelite culture of sacrifice and, and what that meant for them. And, and really how people were able to live with the presence of God in their camp and how he facilitated that through all of the things that we read in Leviticus. So with that in mind, I've got a few passages that I want to point out today. The first is going to be from Leviticus 15. Now, I think this is an interesting passage to a modern reader. I mean, if you look through all of uh, chapter 15, we're talking about some crazy things like uh, discharges and bodily fluids. What a great way to start this podcast off. Really, what I wanted to talk about was the passage that starts in verse 19. It says, when a woman has her regular flow of blood, the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days, and anyone who touches her will be unclean until evening. Now, if we skip down to verse 25, it says, when a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time, other than her monthly period, or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days of her period. And again, whoever touches her would be unclean. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I, I wanted to do, talk about a passage from Luke, Luke chapter 8. We wanted to relate this to the New Testament. You may know the story of uh, when Jesus was going, to, uh, was going to the house of Jairus where his daughter was dying, and on the way, uh, something happened to him, and let me just read that to you. It's starting in verse 42, the second part of verse 42. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Well, when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know the power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how he, how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her daughter, your faith has healed you, go in peace. The reason I wanted to bring this passage from Leviticus up is, is because it, it just shows us, it, it sheds light on the passage of Luke. Because when you see this woman who has been bleeding for 12 years, and you know during 12 years she 
would have been deemed unclean by you know Israelite law by what we see in Leviticus and then anyone who touches her would also be deemed unclean and but that's not what we see with Jesus right that's not what we see when Jesus she touches Jesus and then she is instantly healed you see instead of of her passing her uncleanness to him he passed a little bit of his holiness or probably a lot but you see, you know, he says that power has gone out from me. Um, and, and I think that he passed some of his holiness to her. And we see this. And, and it, it, it was because of her faith, too. It was because of her faith that this happened. Because that's what he says. You know, he says that your faith has healed you. And, and, and so I, I just found that to be uh, just a fascinating, uh, you know, insightfulness from reading Leviticus and, and just shedding a little bit more light on something that happens in the New Testament and something that happens with Jesus. And and that's one of the things that I hope that we can do as as Christian readers of the Old Testament that that we will see some of the background things, some of the things that, you know, when we read the New Testament, we're like, I don't I don't understand this at all. But when you read through the Old Testament scriptures and you come across a passage like this that that seems crazy to our eyes, but when reading in light of the New Testament, it starts to make a little bit more sense, and, and it starts to just shed light on the New Testament passage like this one from Luke 8. The next section, the next verse I want to talk about is uh, in chapter 19, verse 18, and really it's just uh, just a reminder. It's, it's the command, love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, I just wanted to point this out because, again, this is discussed so many times in the New Testament um, as one of the two greatest commandments with love the Lord your God um, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so I just wanted to point this out that, that uh, in chapter 19, verse 18, that's where, that's where it comes from is uh, right here in Leviticus. All right, and then finally, the last section I want to look at was Leviticus chapter 26. And um, just wanted to point out a couple things here from chapter 26. Because in this, God is going to talk about what will happen to his people. In verse 3, it says, If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands. So what will happen to his people? What does he say will happen to his people if they do that? Well, in verse 11, it says, I will put my dwelling place among you, and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and will be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of their yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. That's what they could expect if they followed his decrees and were careful to obey his commands that he would make his dwelling place among them, that that he would be in the tabernacle, which we got a lot of instructions on here in Leviticus and at the end of Exodus. Um, but God, the, the God of the universe, the God who created everything, would live among his people and would, would walk among them, be their God, and they would be his people. And I just think that's so cool to see. But there's always there's always a but here that that the very next section God talks about what would happen if they don't listen to him if they don't follow his 
commands. And in verse 38, it says, You will perish among the nations. The land of your enemies will devour you. Those of you who are left will waste away in the lands of their enemies because of their sins. Also because of their father's sins, and they will also because of their father's sins, they will waste away. And that is a sobering thought because as people who get to look back um, from our time to theirs, I I just think that that is because we know what happens. We know that this actually does happen. That that the Israelites are taken captive. Um, it, it's going to be years. It's going to be many years down the line, but eventually this comes true, that they will perish among the nations, their, the land of their enemies will overtake them, and uh, they will waste away in the lands of their enemies because of their sins. And, and that's what happens. They, they are taken captive. But there is a remnant. Or, sorry. But verse 40 gives what God we see always gives, and that's hope. In verse 40, it says, But if they will confess their sins and the sins of their fathers, their treachery against me and their hostility towards me, which made me hostile toward them, so that I sent them into the land of their enemies, then I will... Then when their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they pay for their sin, I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. Yet in spite of this, when they're in the land of their enemies, I will not reject them or abhor them so as to destroy them completely, breaking my covenant with them. I am the Lord their God. Before their sake, I will remember the covenant with their ancestors whom I brought out of Egypt in the sight of the nations to be their God. I am the Lord. Our God, I, we've seen it through the first three books of the Old Testament. We're going to continue to see it, that God is a covenant-keeping, promise-keeping God. God made a promise to the people. He made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he intends to keep that promise. We've seen it all throughout to where even when he wants to destroy the people, he will always keep a remnant of those people. And he will always keep his promise that a great nation will come. And again, he backs that promise up. And he he does keep that promise. He is a promise-keeping God. And that, again, is just something I wanted to remind you the, the things that you can see when you read through the Old Testament and we read through books like Leviticus, that you see problems, you see issues, you see how we can, you know, how not how we, but how they can, um, you know, have a sacrifice and, and follow the decrees and God will, will physically be there in their presence, you know, that God's glory and presence will be there in, in the tabernacle. And just to just to see the promises of God. I mean, we see some interesting things, but we the the main thread is is that our God is a promise keeping God, and and we're going to see that culminate in in Christ and His sacrifice for us. All right, so that will finish our discussion on Leviticus. I do hope that you're able to keep up with the reading. Um, I know that Leviticus is hard. I actually got a little bit behind myself, but caught back up. 
um, this week, and it, it, it's not an easy book to read, and that's okay. That's okay. It still has some great insights for us. Um, if if you had trouble with it, and maybe maybe you didn't watch the the videos, but again, I would uh, I would highly recommend. I would really recommend watching. You know, especially the the video that we watched on Wednesday, this Torah animation video on Leviticus. It is excellent, and and will just show you graphically just how Leviticus is formed, and you know how the book is kind of outlined and it'll just give you a, a great representation of what Leviticus means and and give you a nice overview for it. So if you didn't watch that or or maybe you should watch it again, it's good stuff. It really is good stuff. So all of their all of their videos that they put out are excellent, but um that Leviticus, you know, just giving the overview of the book is it's just so helpful. And I hope that when you read numbers, when you're going through numbers, you'll keep kind of keep that in mind. I I wrote down all of the all the little breakdowns of the outline, what's going on, so I can I can help keep an overview of where they're at and and like where the Israelites are located at that time and and what's going on um, as an overview, so I, I don't get lost in the details. All right, so next week again we're going to be talking about the fourth book of the Old Testament. That's the book of Numbers, and so we'll get into a nice census there. But there's actually some pretty cool stuff that goes on there as well and there's there's a lot of narrative that goes on in numbers so I'm looking forward to reading that with you and talking about it with you next week until then hope you enjoy your reading of numbers and we will talk to you next week thanks for listening to the maple grove christian church scripture reading podcast you can find out more information about our church at our website at www.maplegrove.church you can also follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MGCCBtown. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>